What's up, everybody? Japing here, checking in, respectmyregion.com. We are back with episode 11 of the North American Weed Tour podcast. Today, I have special guest, Jason Brown from Illinois News Joint, CEO, publisher, editor, writer, reviewer, grower, trimmer, all-around cannabis community advocate. My man, how are you doing today? Great. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's an honor to work with you on this tour. Uh, thanks for having me. This has been fun to do so far. So I would love if you wouldn't mind kind of, uh, you know, you're in Illinois. We're based on the West Coast, Seattle, Spokane, L.A. You know, I'm in L.A. now. Uh, let the people kind of know where you're at in the world and who you are and what you do. Um, we started an Illinois News Joint during Illinois when Illinois legalized, which was January 1st, 2020. Um, and we've been publishing ever since. Uh, we basically do Illinois cannabis news reviews and anything else to do with the Illinois cannabis industry. Um, so we cover everything it. like that. Um, we try to make sure we're covering, you know, the corporate MSO cannabis. We try to cover medical patients as, as well, um, which I don't think people do very well. Um, and we try to do everything in between. So we're not just trying to promote, you know, it's not just promoting the corporate people or just promoting craft growers or whatever it is. We're trying to include everything there is, including all the businesses and stuff that's not actually touching the plant, um, mm -hmm. which in Illinois, we're just now getting going on a lot of those businesses because our licensing has been stalled for a year. So we, we've in Illinois, we've really been held back a lot because of lawsuits and licensing and not getting them out correctly or not getting them out at all, how they uh, rated them. And so it's been a big problem with that. But, you know, the industry moves on with them or without um, in one way or another. I mean, it is slowing us down. But uh, <clears throat> right now, I feel like they, they put out some conditional licensing um, that people will probably have soon, um, hopefully. I mean, they say that, but. And once they do that, then Illinois is really going to, I think, have a turn into um, getting into more of a mature, fully mature market. Um, right Absolutely. now, we're not. So that's so, kind of where we're at in Illinois um, and what we're doing. We're, we're just right at the beginning of this. I mean, you know, it, they, I read in reports and studies that takes three to five years for a fully developed market. Um, we're nowhere near there, uh, and which is exciting at the same time because we have every new person and every new business I meet, they're all new. I mean, they're starting right now. They're, you know, they're doing what we're doing is trying to, you know, set out a niche and get something going in this industry. Um, and it's really fun watching people, you know, bust their ass and try to do what they like to do the best uh, to be in the industry. Absolutely. I was recently in uh, Illinois. Well, not so recently anymore. Time flies. But back in mm -hmm. March, uh, I was in Chicago um standing what was it 45 50 minutes in, in line in that 30 degree lovely chicago windy weather and to get inside and to see brands and to be in a dispensary and the displays and it was very familiar to me to be in an establishment i believe i went to mocha the modern cannabis uh group uh, one of their dispensaries mocha north river or something like that um you know, cookies was there, in-house brands, was they were there. There was good edibles, there was chocolates, there was vapes. There was, you know, most of the stuff that I'm used to buying, it was, it was great. But in terms of maturity, very limited options across each category, right? Um, and then 
I would say to even a further point to that point as well, maturity wise, you know, each of these brands that's a national company is different in every state. They have to have localized growers. They have to have uh, the tr a true partnership in the supply chain to make some local cannabis. So like cookies, for example, they have local Illinois growers growing that out there. Yes, maybe it's cookies genetics, but it's, you know, it's there. It's these local people in Illinois doing the thing, uh, a whole new microclimate, et cetera. The quality, although cookies is typically known to be across the board anyways, right, was actually worse than what I was normally used to. And I think that's kind of proof because when you spread so fast, certain areas, certain states are going to be a little bit less attention. And uh, Illinois, I, I'm very excited to see it maturing because it, it's it's going to go quick. You're going to next thing you know, there's going to be a million companies out there. Everyone is going to have a cannabis company or a CBD brand if it's not already happening. You know, um, what what we really need is more than the you know eleven to whatever cultivators we actually have now. I mean, we can put out as many more disposable. Uh, conditional licensing and stuff like that. But if we don't have more cultivators or the craft growers going, yeah. there's really no competition. And then that's where the real stalling is. Um, once that happens though, it'll, that's when I feel like we're going to, you know, get into the second stage of what, you know, fully mature, mature markets are trying to do. Mm -hmm. So talk um, to and, me. And I, well, I agree that I, um, I worked with, um, the Curely select and they, are in 14 states, I think now, yep. maybe more. Um, and they launched uh, one of their select carts in 11 states at the same time, which yeah. is crazy because each state, like you're saying, has its own unique laws that are detailed in completely different ways from every other state law. So, yep. you know, obviously they have some kind of compliance person who has to go look at every single law in all those states when they're getting ready to launch. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to mess up and do something you're not supposed to do. So, and they did it. And that's, I mean, that's saying something where, you know, these big MSOs are, you know, able to even do that right now. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure they'll be happy as hell when it goes federally legal and then they, you know, they don't have to do that type of stuff, but um, it's interesting watching them, you know, open up a, a, across the United States and in Illinois at the same time. Right. To drop a product across 11 States, no matter the kind of product is just impressive. Yes, I think it's, you know, Cure Leaf, obviously, depending on who you ask, is either very impressive or what they've done is very bad, just depending on who you ask in the industry. I think I think they know that themselves. They, they've got this perception and this then there's like the consumer perception. Then they've got the partner perception for us as a member of the media. We're kind of we, we care heavily about the community. We care heavily about. <coughs> <laughs> patient access, things like that, you know, being able to grow at home. Um, and so as long as, as long as Curaleaf and the other big MSOs, um, you know, start to put their money to the right things, then we will be able to get behind them in bigger ways. Um, and, but with that said, regardless to do a cannabis product launch across 11 States with the current legislation in place with the compliance stuff to consider, it's very impressive. And I know that I've actually had a number of the select products here at this point. They're, they've improved over time. And as a customer, that's all you can really ask for. You might, they might've been super invested and the product was down here at first, but now I'm having people, I'm having my friends tell me like, yo, Joey, this, Hey, you got to try this. They're trying to put stuff in my head. Cause it's actually not too bad. 
And so I think that's what's exciting, the growth of the, these brands uh, over time. Now, uh, because this is the North American Weed Tour, Jason, we're all about showcasing localized cannabis. People want to see what cannabis looks like there, what legal weed brands look like. Do you have any of the products and brands uh, from your area there today? Yes, I have. <laughs> I, have all, I have all kinds. Um, there we go. Here's some that we're reviewing that I'm getting ready to review um, for an upcoming consumption event that we have in Peoria um, for Trinity Dispensary. Um, this is, um, we're actually getting ready to do a lot of these ISO uh, brand. This is a brand, they're in Southern Illinois and Carbondale, um, which, you know, is way far from Chicago. But this yeah, is yeah, yeah. a Rice Krispie Treat edible. Um, okay. They have out now. So, you know, we, we kicked off a lot of chocolates and gummies at the beginning because, you know, at an early market, the, you know, the market, you know, non-weed smokers, they just don't know what the hell is going on, really. So when they walk into a dispensary, it, it's all new. Um, yeah. So you're not trying to overwhelm them at the beginning. So most of the stuff we had at the beginning was just chocolates and gummies. Now, in these last few months, I mean, they're they're launching all kinds of stuff. And I've reviewed chewing gum and you know, caramels and, you know, it's all kinds of edibles now. Um, so now that's what we're getting into is more of some different types of edibles. Um, Vivo, I have never had this. This is something that's kind of new product around. I'm familiar um, with them. They're, they're from out here. I'm familiar with them. Mm -hmm. So I've actually, this would be brand new. I've never even tried these. Um, I, I, actually, my reviewer will probably do this because I don't do vapes uh, that much. But uh I'm interested in do these. What we like to do is find the new and the kind of Illinois brands that are launching, you know, strands, strains or unique things to Illinois, because that's the stuff that um, does well for us, because that's the stuff that Illinoisans are actually looking for. Things that are different that are not in other states that are only here, which has mm -hmm. been really nice. Um, I, I would say, if I mean, if you're asked, I what I would say about our our corporate or our, you know mso whatever you want to call them is uh what i always say about it is they have a uh purpose in the full fully developed market but they're not the only thing and they oh, shouldn't yeah. be the thing they should just be a part of the clog clog that is you know makes up everything else mm -hmm. um so they shouldn't be controlling everything or doing that which is kind of where we're at in illinois now um, yeah but there, you know, nobody, I, all these people who bitch about, you know, corporate cannabis and all this stuff like this, it's like, I don't hear you bitching about Budweiser because it's no different. I mean, the, we're, we're at the point now where they're just the first we, ones. We, yeah. But we're, weed's legal and we, and we have mass consumption now more than ever. And that mask, somebody needs to supply that mass consumption. And those people who are doing that <laughs> doesn't necessarily think that they have to have the best craft grown cannabis in the world. You know, they're smoking whatever is in the, dispensaries and they're getting off on it because they don't smoke that often and yeah. there needs to be somebody to supply that um but there also needs to be craft growers and home growers and all these other things that are part of the market and that's just what we don't have now i, th I would say that's kind of my biggest issue with that so those um, those ones they're all coming they're all coming it takes time yes, i remember in washington's washington's first two years two three years of rec you saw a lot and this is washington state for everybody uh, everybody, you know, you had all these licenses and you started, you know, you saw all of them come online, the first harvest and started selling a couple of them last for two, three years. All of a sudden they owe people money. Next thing you know, 
license are getting licenses are getting sold. The bot there's always bottom feeders that the licenses are just rotating out. People are buying and selling brands. Just wait, it's coming. All of that fun stuff is coming. Uh, we there's I mean uh, if it's not already happening to some extent. It is. It already is. The two of the last two kind of they were veteran owned, you know, company for the dispensaries. They got bought out. Two two of them, I think it was like 30 million. Um, really? So, um, oh, Green that? Thumb? Was it probably Green Thumb or who was No, it, it wasn't. Um uh, Air or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. AYR, right? Air wellness. Yes, yeah, yeah. We yep, have, yep, I don't yep. know how to pronounce it. They'll be on. They'll, we, they'll be on the podcast down the road here soon too. We we want to get as much information extracted. People want to know. Want to know what's up. Uh, the I, what I'd say about the corporate cannabis now for us um, is that it's just inconsistent. Um, you know, there's not a product that I haven't had throughout the year and a half that you know, or there's not a cultivator who hasn't had some kind of problem throughout the year and a half. You know, there's you know, I haven't had <laughs> what we have here as a problem. I would say. Is, dry cannabis and they need to figure out the corporations need to figure out how to better cure and dry and get it out there in a better state um some like pts they started putting uh the boost bags in their actual can and then they actually have a qr code that you can click and it goes straight to exact the exact test results that they DOA, have. right yeah yes, see that's actually that. that's actually the standard here now in california it needs to be uh, here no, here it is. Here it is. See? Yes. That's and then I, and then uh, where is where is this other one? I want to see. Yeah, I see a lot of the products you're holding up online <laughs> for a, a lot of Instagram stuff. Um, yeah, this one doesn't. This one doesn't have. But yeah, the QR code that's going to become a new a new absolute standard. It should. And then you mentioned um, the uh, the boost so pack, right? Yes, they they've been putting them in there because a lot of the cannabis just it gets by the time it gets to the customer, it's dried. Yeah, bro, you got to put pressure on them, Jason, to not have it be touching the nugs. Make sure you put some press out. They to have uh, them stick it in the lid. They do. That they okay. well at least the the one that's doing the it. the one that does. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still the, buying weed in jars where it's in the bud. The cultivators that I think that are just the most consistent if you want to know um, it are usually revolution a rise and Bedford grow um, I can usually count on those three to have pretty decent flower um, and then if I want you know a lot of medical stuff or RSOs or anything like that I go straight to Shelby County services um which is a small really small small company here um and they do the best rsos around illinois uh, Love they, RSO. just, they, they cater to me medical really um, but they got bought out by red right and bloom and so they're going to be um and i'm hoping that they help it really helps their flower because they've got pretty good strands and stuff that i'd like but they don't you know they're not killing it because they're they're not they're not growers uh, i mean that's the problem is they got a license way early in the medical part and they just kind of start doing a lot of edibles and stuff like that. But, you know, you still got to grow your flower and, you know, make it right. Build a brand. In cannabis, a brand needs all of the things. You've got to think about being uh, premium or not even necessarily premium, but at least premium at a price point. You've got to be a very good, consistent quality at that level. Could you imagine people used to try to grow good weed? They only tried to grow the best ever, right? Imagine trying to grow at $35 an eighth. 
I don't want to grow better lead than forty dollars. I don't want to be. It can't be any better. That requires too much money, right? Well, it's a science. Also, I mean, it's a science. A lot of the bitchers and haters, um, what they don't understand is that the cultivators are under a lot of pressure too. They're they have only a certain amount of squared feet that they can grow in. I mean, they're restricted. They have a lot of restrictions that they're doing, so they can't just blow up and grow and you know do that. They so their profit margin is set in in some ways already to based on canopy. Yes, just on every you know spacing and what they're doing and how they're getting it out and all that stuff. So um, I mean, they're trying to figure it out as well. I, I've watched you know a lot of uh, podcast meetings where they're doing you know it's cor it's corporate canister people talking about you know how to cure better and how to do other things and you know make things better. So again, we just you know even in the last five or seven years, just in the United States in general, where we are at with the legalization, we I will say. Um, you know, somebody who relatively followed politics my, you know, all my whole life. I, I taught in academia for 10 years and taught research papers and all the, the, what, I'm not sure of what year it was, but there was just a time where the marijuana legalization issue just turned past 50% plus that people said it was okay. And then it just shot up and moved into a direction faster than any other political movement uh, besides maybe, um, you know, LGBTQ movement. I would say those two are just faster than any other political, you know, usually all these younger people want the political things to happen so fast. They want it to get done. And that's just not how things happen in general. Yeah. Uh, well, know, these, I think time. those were the two biggest, went fast. they were like the so. two most relatable personal issues that everybody was encountering in terms of counterculture. They were so, people were afraid to be gay. People were afraid to be, you know, to have it be known that it was, you know, cannabis. Now, not everybody, I know there's gonna be people out on the internet that be like, not everybody was like that. Like, come on everybody. Like, it's not general across the thing. But I know that there are plenty of people that can relate to those statements, both on cannabis side and as well as their, you know, however that can be phrased. I don't even want and to get back into it again. So again, for me, it's just, I mean, those are simple things. These are things that are helping people and yep. not hurting people. So I don't Absolutely. I mean, you know me. It's always been a no brainer. <laughs> so, yeah, it was like, it was like, duh, the, it, the world was set up not this way. You know what I mean? Like, come on, we gotta, we gotta get, we gotta get this back on track and in the right direction. So I, I also, I mean, I, I, I also think that if it happened federally, which I'm, I'm, all, I'm actually more skeptical than other people that it's going to happen that way within a year or two. But if it does, then that's a whole nother new game because every, you know, all the big corporate cannabis people, all the locals and everybody else is going to have to adjust and figure out how that works as a new cannabis industry and model for the business and everything. Yeah. Cause you don't, you do, and for everybody watching that, it doesn't just happen overnight. You don't just immediately become. Budweiser, there's logistical issues, there's storage issues, there's transportations, uh, there's people getting into the doors. You've got to build these relationships. As a, as a sales rep, you don't just get to call a store and email a store and get an order day one. It doesn't really work like that. It can, but it doesn't usually. Also, what I've found, you know, I've it's been a year and a half since I've been doing this. I've been contacting, you know, all the cultivators and, you know, I do reviews and the businesses and, you know, it's high turnover because it's early. Um, people are moving around in the industry. Um, people are getting fired. People are moving up. People are moving sideways. Um, so there's a lot of movement going on in the actual 
you know, the job market part of it. Um, so even like, I mean, I don't want to say who, but there's one company that I've went through five marketing directors since we've been doing this. Wow. I mean, that's a lot. Um, even for high turnover, that's a lot. We could probably, I could probably name five companies at that level too, after five years in the space. Uh, but I think that's just kind of normal for the, you know, a new industry and, and what we're doing um, and that type, you know, that, that it's just, I think that's just part of the natural growth of something new, of new business. Yeah. I mean, new, the infancy in the industry, uh, it's going to be an exciting time. Going to be lots of speed bumps growth wise, especially, you know, on these specific issues as well. Uh, I'd love to learn a little bit more about kind of what uh, got you into media specifically. Um, I think it's very interesting that you immediately got into, uh, you know, when cannabis kind of turned on uh, medically and then uh, recreationally over there. Um, you guys are just doing content at such a high level and you already seemingly knew what you were doing and how to execute it in cannabis. Uh, to, so uh, talk to me a little bit about how you got into media and how that's kind of transitioned into uh, where you are today. Uh, first, we don't know what we're doing. I don't think anybody in the business knows what they're doing right now. I don't even know what our site is really. I mean, I, I've got a 10 year plan. So in a five year plan and, and you know, what it was last year is not what it is this year and what it is this year is probably not going to be what it is next year. I mean, I hope not because I think we're going to grow and we're doing better and we're getting bigger. Um, but how it happened is um, I've been, you know, basically working from home freelancing. I'm editor in chief of a literary magazine as well. Um, so I freelance for a uh, three or four papers, kind of local papers. And I, one of the papers that I worked for, uh, their family owned and I'd worked there in the early 2000s at full time. Um, and then when I came back, I started freelancing for them. Um, and I loved it, you know, they, they basically adopted me. <laughs> so they, he, the owner was going to sell it. Um, so he's, you know, like six months ahead, he's like, Hey, I'm done. We're selling this. And he literally sold it right be kind of before the, you know, a few months before the pandemic. Um, so when he was told me he was going to sell it, I was like, man, I just, I want to do my own site. We, I modeled my, our site after a local website here around here called smile politely. Um, mm -hmm. and I wanted to do something like they wanted, like they, they were doing with their publication. So I was talking to my publisher and he was like, you know, I'll talk to our web guide. Um, he's cannabis friendly, really cannabis friendly. So um, maybe he'll set you something up um, and get you going. So we had a meeting and he's like, basically said, dude, I will basically build you a whole website if you really go at it and, you know, take it serious and do it. And I was like, done. Um, and he, I mean, he built me, if I was paying for it, it'd be five to 10 grand. I mean, yeah. I, I love our website. Um, so he did it and he did it quickly. And um, he does all the fix ups I need or whenever I want him to do something I can't do. Um, so he built it. Um, and then I just early on started putting content up, but I was also working, you know, three other jobs. Um, so I was only doing every other, you know, every three days at the most or whatever. And we didn't have any visits or anything until the first four months. Um, but what happened was we got around the summer and we started getting a lot of our reviews started getting hits and visited. Um, and we did a lot of Illinois specific products and those were doing really well. And then the cannabis cup, Illinois cannabis cup hit here in the fall about this time last year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a lot of products that were already reviewed that were in the cup. And as soon as, you know, 203, 400 people bought those cups and started reviewing them, of course, the first thing they do is get on Google and start Googling the strands to see because they can't just smoke it themselves. And, and that's the whole point is smoke it and tell me what you think. You don't have to read what other people think about it. So anyway, uh, those just started going off. And <clears throat> I right around the right when the pandemic hit, I lost probably about 70% of the freelancing jobs. And I just thought, man, I'm going to put a lot of content up. I'm going to really make a push hard on all of this. And that's the you know first couple months of the pandemic. And once I did that, kind of set everything else off and set our SEOs off. Um, and then we started doing better and better and better. Um, and then once I got a reviewer who was helping review and you know adding more content, it's just growing. I mean, we're still growing. There's not a month that we haven't grown. Um, we're going oh, yeah. five a month, every month. Um, you know, we there's, you know, I'm learning now, we got just like every industry and every business, there's cyclical yearly cycles. Um, so, you know, there's ups and downs months. February is always shitty month um, for stuff. But, you know, when you get to 420 holidays, 720, we have cannabis cups and up. So I'm knowing where the hot spots are. And, it, you know, it's all it's all learning every every year I'm and every month and every day i'm learning something new about the industry about the people who are in the industry um about the people who want to be in the industry yeah so that's that's so that's all that is super interesting so you freelance for a variety of different publications uh you were able to network and identify someone that you know could could help elevate an idea of yours uh also believed in the passion uh, person asked you to hold up your end of a bargain. You've been holding it up ever since. He's been holding his up ever since. Yeah, oh, he loves what I'm doing. I'll send him stuff, you know, like, you know, I, you know, like I'm, you know, I got it. We got original art on right now. We have an artist who's a really outstanding professional artist um, who, you know, people are going to look on those and they're going to be like, you know, 500 bucks for a painting, but really, um, you know, she sells those for a thousand. Um, so, uh, I, you know, we add art all of a sudden because I want to, I want something that I want a different, I, I, I want to encompass everything, Illinois cannabis industry, everything yeah. that we can the comu- without, the community, without getting lost in the weeds. Just like, just like weed business and weed brands doesn't, they don't just have to grow, right? Doesn't just always have to be cannabis touching and you can be a part of the community. I think that's something that people tend to overlook is that you don't just have to buy weed, sell weed make the weed package the weed water it you don't just have to do all those things to be a part of it uh to be a part of the community you can definitely be um creative in your own ways there's doctors there's nurses uh there's people that do uh silent discos infused with weed we've seen obviously chefs and foods is getting just like the note the biggest no-brainer um things like that myself um i'm smoking on some i'm smoking on some sherb head right now what do you what do you have anything lit up over there i'm stoned so I've, i'm interested in what what do you what are you smoking these days um should i tell you what cultivator or my whole both both what are you what are I, you smoking I, in illinois man what is what are you what's your buying what's in your lungs um i mean if i'm if i'm going to again if i'm going to buy flour at cultivators um going with the three cultivators i mentioned before is that yeah shot them, shot them out again so i shot them out again so i can a rise is the aeroponics they're the only one in illinois is doing it 
Okay. Um, so and they're and I actually know one of the growers there, and I I know what they're doing, and I and they're pretty really consistent. That's when the um, roots are hanging, right, and it's sprayed, right? Um. Yes, and I don't know shit about the aeroponics and hydroponics. I'm barely hydro. It's in the water, water, right, in their own yeah. little thing, and then aero. It's chilling up here in a little situation, and then it just constantly lives in a state of aeroponic success. <laughs> Um, and they're pretty good. They they put out. I just I reviewed a there. It's 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 called P cake breath, but it's puta breath. But they put in the name for Illinois, and Illinois said no, so they got to rename it. Um, so there's and, and then one of the other cultivators are literally renaming all the cookie strands and all these things. So you know we have all these. What I don't like about it is it's confusing strands and they're and I don't. I want I want patients, especially medical patients or medical patients and just rec people to know what they're what's in it, what they're getting. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I want them to be confused about well, is this uh, because if you're going to go spend sixty or ninety dollars an eighth here in Illinois for weed, you bet it better be good because otherwise you're just wasted sixty or ninety dollars. Absolutely. Um, all right, I got sidetracked. What was the question? No, no, no. What strains are you smoking? Oh, so and then. Revolution over here is always pretty consistent. They want all the cannabis cup stuff. I mean, they basically dominate over there. Um, and I smoked some Revolution. Stuff. I smoked some Revolution when I was there. Um, and then I like Bedford Grow. They have a hundred strands here in Illinois that they do. Um, they're a small company um, out of Chicago. Uh, they started when it was medical too and stuck around. Um, I like how they handle their business. Basically, I like their business model and I like you know how they handle people and I like how they've handled us. Um, and, you know, dealt with us, which means a lot to me. Um, I, I always say we are willing to partner with everybody. Um, but when it comes down to it, we have to vibe and get along and, you know, like each other. Otherwise, I'm not interested. I don't I'm not. This is my business. This is the thing I started. I don't want to work with people I don't want to work with. Um, that's what you have to do when you work in corporate you know, business. I'm not doing that. So um, if we're working with people, we like them. We think they're doing good products. We think they're putting out good stuff. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't be doing it. That's 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 fair. So uh, before we were on the show, um, you were talking to me about some of the strains that uh, you're either growing or smoking or trying. Um, I remember you mentioning a couple sour, sativa, piney options. I know you're, you sounded like you're a lemon haze kind of Tepinaline, myrcene, some of those kinds of profiles. Talk limonene. to me about some of your favorite. Yeah, limonene. Talk to me about some of your favorite citrusy, sour, piney, you know, strains. Um, I, what I, I mean, I just basically uh, harvest and dried, and just last night up until seven in the morning. I guess this morning, <laughs> up till seven in the morning, trimming the rest of mine to get them in the jars. So. Uh, what I grew, we can only grow five in Illinois legally. If you're a medical patient, that's it. Um, five that's not over five inches. Or that's if it's over five inches tall, then you can only have five. If it's under five inches, you can have all the you know cuts or seedlings you want. But once I get over five, that's illegal. So uh, I wanted to run five different strands, which was ridiculous for a first-time grower. But I wanted the medicine. This is what I wanted. So I ran four high-end energy sativas because that's what I smoke the most of. That's what I do when I'm working. And I mean, that's how I function. Um, yep. And if I can get those head strong, you know, cerebral buzzes with a good focus um, energy, uh, I get a lot more done. And so basically I have 
amnesia lemon because I like lemon. I like lemon things. They usually have lemon terps usually have the head clearness, but a good strong high with it. I like that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be sitting at my desk just, and you know, I'm, you know, I'm working. I don't want to. You know. So um, green crack or, or it's, it's actually it's Steve's dream queen from a homegrown canvas company. Um, love, love green crack and a good dream queen as well. Yes, and and that one I can already tell that one's supposed to have up to four percent CBD, and it does have a, a bigger body buzz, and I'm you know I can already tell, and it's got a good head clean head buzz, which I do like most because I'm sitting in a chair all the time, and you know I want the clear head, and but the body buzz helps, <clears throat> and it was one of the first strands that I smoked, you know, way way this ten years ago or whatever, uh, that I realized that oh wow, there's these high energy strands that work with my ADD instead of going against it and making me sidetracked every time. Um, and so I always was kind of searching it out. So there was no doubt I was trying to grow that at the first. And then, um, and uh, Blood Diamond OG is the other one. And those three are from Homegrown Cannabis Company, who we partnered with. And they have a selection that is as big as anybody I've seen for CBD. Um, and they, they're growers. Uh, Kyle Cushman, um, and then Swami, and I can't remember who the other person is. So they got uh, they got a little bit of a team right there. That's a big name. Yes, they do, um, and it's it's been great working with them too. They're really good, and they're their customer service seems pretty good and stuff. So, um, yeah. and then I Mass Medicals uh, sponsored a couple of seeds is Prayer Pupil, and then he had a uh, it's called swabby pakistani three um it's a landris from Pakistan swabby and mm. it had a it was really high in cbd and that's why i wanted it uh so mm. i grew and it's a sativa too um and i grew those specifically for you know daytime use and i smoked the most and then i grew the blood diamond og because it's you know it's basically a og kush with some kind of unknown strand that's you know hopefully knocks me out more at night and stuff um, so yeah. you know i Four high end sativas and then one knockout. That's basically my ratio. Love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's it's so interesting to hear you talk about cannabis in a way that is so specific to the use case. I, that's I mean, most people that smoke uh, or consume, they are using it for a certain reason, uh, and mm -hmm. then they just start to discover other products or try new things, and they don't necessarily go very far or go you know whether it's you know whether it's super into the sativas or in the indicas or into the edibles and the, you know, the other stuff, they've only ever tried maybe 20 things, maybe 15 things, 10 things. But for someone who reviews things, we're specifically looking for stuff uh, and looking for tendencies and patterns. Uh, and that's honestly, that's one of the big reasons why I was gravitated towards you guys. I knew we would be able to talk cannabis at a high level. The, what I, have, I'm, I tell this to everybody, and this is why I think they should put the QR codes on it is that looking at the, Everybody's like, oh, the test results don't tell you anything. And I mean, the potency, it is what it is. But what I look at is the terpenes and what's the terpene profile. And, you know, there's a basic uh, primary terpenes are there's four or five that just kind of switch, you know, which one's got the most or whatever. And once in a while, the kind of minor terp, there'll be one that slips up, you know, like linalool will be, you know, like Bedford Grow has a line of three or four strands that are just so high in linalool that you, you open the jar and it's like, whoa, there it is. Um, but what I learned is not about so much the primary terpenes that I look at. It's the 
minor terpenes and there's these three or four that i just kept finding when they were grouped up together and made you know a percent added up together that it was the body buzz that helped my cramping more than anything else and so i just kept mm. looking for that so whenever you get the test results you're even when they list on the you know like the top four terpenes even if they list the top four you're not getting those yet you have to go down the list and find the ones that are you know and but those 100%. add up you know those if you add those three or four that i like it, the, it's, yeah. you know it's a percentage and, and that'd be the we same need to like, see uh, absolutely we so need to see I, the terpenoids and and the full cannabinoids the cbgs the cbgas yes. CBCs, we need to see all of the cannabinoids on this stuff. It needs to be 10 to 15 deep on both of those things um, because they all matter in terms of uh, how long the high, what type of high, what long-term effects, what short-term effects, um, and then the offshoots of each of those. So and it's extremely important. <laughs> I wrote a view a while back, I mean, just basically saying, you know, like people with uh, like me like that have chronic pain, there's really no uh tolerance breaks um you're not going you know i'm not just gonna i mean you know unless i go visit japan with my family like you know and stop smoking for two weeks there's no tolerance breaks because i will get inflammation i will be sore i'll be achy i won't sleep well i won't eat well um so i have to switch a lot so a lot of times i'll just go into you know some kind of kush diesel strand uh binge well, I'll just, you know, hit some of those and ride those out for a while, or I'll hit some fruity, you know, lime. you know, I will mix it up and make sure that I'm not. And that's one thing that I think legalization has done the best for me is it's added a variety to a selection that I just, we didn't have, you know, before I always say it was when it was illegal, you, and you're trying to, you know, go black market, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Um, now I get what I want. Um, and if I can't find it, I'm going to grow it. So just having the access to a complete variety has helped as much as anything. I think. 100%. And knowing this what it is. all boils down to patient, patient and consumer access. This product, tag it, bag it, pre-do it, license it, test it. I'll do all the things. I'm okay with all the things. Figure out the prices, figure out a way for it to be more affordable for these growers to come in, figure out a way for more people to get licenses or not necessarily more, but figure out a way to at least balance the uh, the, the game a little bit in terms of accessibility. Uh, we're seeing things like in Florida, uh, there's, you know, there's, there's stories coming out about certain people from certain companies, uh, you know, kind of lobbying or spending money to make sure that people, you know, it was harder or basically impossible for other brands to get you know, into the state. And then here they are oh, yeah. with like, here they are with like 50 dispensaries. You know what I mean? It's just, yep. I always, what's funny is, you know, like these younger Canafan people, I, it's like they've never dealt with corporate America ever. It's like, I don't know what you expected out, what they are going to do. This is what corporations do. This is, this is what they do. But to expect anything else is naive. <laughs> um, so whenever they do something that you don't like, it's not shocking every single time. It's uh, maybe I'm jaded. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I guess uh, <laughs> I might be too jaded. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> no, man. I think, I think you're honestly, I think you're on point, you know, because, you know, I, I sit, we, we're, we're from in Seattle and even here in LA, you see these big ass companies in the regular world. You see these tech companies in San Francisco, Seattle, 
Um, LA has all these big fashion companies and the big import export stuff. And you really start to see um, the impact that they have when they're at scale. And cannabis, as great as it is, is not whatsoever sustainable in terms of water usage. Like, at least at this point, not at scale, it isn't. And so not at true commercial scale. And so it's just interesting that, um, you know, all these MSOs or the craft companies, everyone preaches, you know, it's so great. We advocate it's so great, but we're not talking about the packaging damaging in the earth. We're not really talking about uh, the water usage or the energy consumption. We're just go forward, push forward, push forward, push forward. There is a dark side to this stuff. Now, that's not to say that I don't advocate for cannabis in its entirely and that there's not there shouldn't be money and figure things to figure out those those other problems. But those those things are always going to exist. These plants require water. They use nutrients. They the packaging is a shit ton of plastic. And that undeniably gets into the oh, yes. water, undeniably gets into the water and into the local habitats. It's everywhere. Every time I go on a hike in a popular space, I see a weed brand that I know it's um, it's I really bad. I think that that's one thing that I thought for some reason, naive, maybe this naively again, maybe I, for this part, um, that the cannabis industry would hopefully do better than other industries is take care of their waste more. But there's not a medical patient in Illinois who doesn't have a jar that just a drawer that has every here's Bedford Grow era. You know, there's these containers are filled with every drawer. Medical drawer is filled. Everybody I know has empty containers that they don't know what to do with. Um, you know, and that's, I mean, what do you do? Um, I, I, we've, I've really tried to seriously, like try to talk to people about, uh, some kind of recycling program, but it's hard. I mean, the logistics of it are just a nightmare and I, I'm assuming that's why people are not doing it. Um, it would be, is, is Illinois in general, is the community, is the, uh, the government or whatever, do you guys have a recycling program? I don't, I grew up in Indiana, but I don't remember if Indiana. Has. Yeah, we do. Um, you can, yeah, we, we have recycle program that you can put out your own recycle yeah. stuff not every i mean but i don't is think is it, it we, we're not as uh recycle friendly as you i would say you out i know i know i know i know that the west the west coast is real big on all that stuff being on every corner and all that stuff that's why i ask is i feel like it's important that people understand that these communities these cultures are different one thing that's crazy is that you know when you look at whether whether it's the simple politics stuff or the, the racism the racism issues we've been experiencing a lot of it boils down to this people are not understanding and appreciating or even caring about cultures and communities being different where you live in Illinois is different than Chicago people think of Chicago and they think of Illinois oh, yeah. there's it, it's there's a it's much bigger than that right I mean if if you want to know how Illinoisans talk about Illinois um, geographically it's there's northern illinois central illinois and southern illinois and then we okay. have basically east central or west central illinois so northern illinois is what i consider and then if you talk to chicago people there is chicago land and then southern illinois and they think like kankakee is southern illinois but that's central illinois um so it's really br broken in three and then the, so the chicagoland area is you know that's our city's third biggest city in the united states it, you know, that's that's what it is. Central is just flat land, you know, crops, beans, cornfields, all that. Just completely flat okay. prairie land. Um, and then Southern Illinois is completely different because Southern Illinois is where all the glaciers stopped during the, when the glaciers were hit. So 
that's why we're flat prairie land here is because the glaciers just flattened it out but then when it stopped right in southern illinois it left all the giant hit city on all those uh you know outdoor areas where you can go hiking and it's really i mean it's really if, if there if you're a hiker southern illinois is the as beautiful as anywhere it is um giant city out there is amazing um and i don't hike and i don't do any of that so if it's coming for me saying that that's saying something so that's dope. That's illinois dope. is completely different and then if you're looking and that's that's not that breaks it down to city rule and rule um, and then when you're doing that, so if we're politically, it's completely different. I mean, there's Chicago basically sets everything because that's where most people are. Um, and it is hardcore blue. But if you get anywhere south of Chicago land, we every other county besides a county that has a university in it is hardcore red. Um, okay. So it's politically different. It's socially different and it's geographically different. So let me, let me ask this then. Let me ask this then. And maybe you can maybe you can uh, help us help <laughs> that's us a understand. Long history on Illinois. Sorry. No, so you got to understand people. So like I grew up in Indiana. Indiana doesn't teach anything about Cali or Washington or Texas or even Illinois. It teaches about Indiana, right? And then I live. You live in Texas. They teach about Texas. You live in Seattle. They teach about there. They the the. It's not to say unfortunately. It just it is what it is. But in school, you don't get a really good understanding of how people think in other places. You don't get a view and understand how people live their lives in these other places. It's Hollywood, which is fake, video games, which is created and fake, and that becomes people's perception of other people, unfortunately, right? And then then media, 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 media. And so what you're saying is that in university areas, there tends to be blue, and in the big city, blue, and then the rural areas, redder. And all those areas, do they vote for cannabis too? Uh, Illinois has always kind of been really relatively for cannabis. And that's what I always nice. say. Um, cannabis is not, uh, there is, uh, I mean, it, it, in general, Republicans are as not for it. Um, general, that's that's why I, I feel I'm it's important talking, for I'm people to understand. Politi- the po- I'm talking politicians. Not yeah, not people. Conservative people who are kinder and not kind into politics. I know as many you know, Trump supporters or, you know, conservative uh, rural people who smoke. I mean, they're, they're, it's not, again, that's why I love the plant. It crosses. We have to understand this. This has to be talked about. This is great. Um, So it's, it's not like, you know, there's one side for it or against it. Not that I found out. I mean, that's not, that's not true. Um, We've just, we've, we've just seen in, on the West coast, those redder areas, those are where cannabis is illegal. Like yes, in California, a lot of those, a lot of those areas, they didn't, they didn't want that money. They didn't sway their their vote or political opinion. And so, and then I saw statistics recently. I think on Rolling Stone or Forbes or something saying that like uh, country music, obviously, typically aligned with that general demographic as well. They do more drug references than hip hop. So it was just, it was just like when you think about cannabis use, just overall, like you're saying. People use it everywhere, and we, as a, as a, as all these different cannabis consumers are out there, whether you are in a red blue area, if you're in a young area, old area, old people, blue people, green people, it doesn't make a difference. Cannabis, you're saying, in Illinois is all over the place. There's dispensaries all over. Do you know how many dispensaries there are now? 
We have 55 medical dispensaries and a hundred and some. And also we just, you know, they put out again, 55 more conditional ones and 70 more yep, yep. license for, you know, we don't even have our transporting license. We don't have our infuser license. They, those people have been waiting for more than a year. Um, and the, some, wow. some people have already been squeezed out. Some people have already just gave up. Um, some people are still sticking it out. Um, and, you know, they've got their, they, they know who's supposed to get it, but it's locked yep. up in courts. And so again, we're stuck in that. Um, yep. Uh, where was I going with that? What was the original question? I don't even remember. I'm I'm high. Okay, you know <laughs> the thing I talk about uh, again for the young Tanafan people who just want to like everything's a crisis, and it's it's not. Uh, I mean, it is sometimes. It is. I mean, and you need to do something about it. You need to call it out and everything. But what as someone who taught academia for ten years and taught research papers. Uh, and taught about how to talk about topics and how to research them and find proper sources and all these things like that. What I always say is, we, we used to say, it's, I'm gonna give Alan Bean reference, it's the people who wrote the book. Uh, they, they call it wallowing in complexity mm -hmm. because issues are not black and white. And I don't care how many people wanna try to make it that way, they're not. Every issue ha is complicated. If it's a complicated issue and we're debating it, it's probably, you know, it has multiple things going on Absolutely. at once. And if you're not trying to talk about those and figure and, and understand that there's more than two things going on at once, you're not really debating or getting into a topic enough to understand it. If that Agreed. Sense. Agreed a thousand percent. I think that right there, uh, this, this whole episode, my man, has been very insightful. <laughs> People in the country, we've been living at home. We've been barely working. Haven't been able to see other people. Cannabis has been getting legalized like crazy over the last four years and insanely, insanely over the last two. And Illinois' growth has been very fun to watch from afar, but it's mainly articles and news videos and your insights, my man, and your perspective in uh, helping break down, uh, you know, regionally how people kind of, you know, not to say operate, but you know, the different areas and giving us a better understanding of that is huge. Now, let me ask a couple questions about that as well. So. Grow wise, cultivation labs, things like that. Are you noticing uh, geographically um, where maybe you know any patterns or trends where they're located or anything like that? Are they in these rural rural areas? Are they closer to the city? Are they on the outskirts? Uh, they're all over. I mean, there, there's a grow facility that's in a town of 400. It's right outside it. Um, there's you know the problem with that. It's not so much the cultivators because people don't need to get there. They need to get to the dispensaries. Um, and, and until they opened up dispensaries and had a lot more, you know, Chicago had a ton. Uh, but when you get down to central and southern Illinois, these are rural areas. And then sometimes, you know, if you're a medical patient and you are living in southern Illinois and, you know, 50 minutes away from Marion County, you have to drive 50 minutes to get to consume Marion. Um, and if they don't have your medicine that you want, then you're just out of luck. And then you got to drive another 40 minutes to get somewhere else. Or, you know what I mean? There's, they're, they yeah. don't have the options. It's, it's, it's more you know, I'm lucky here in central Illinois in the Champaign-Urbana area because we have, you know, three dispensaries here. Um, there's one in Effingham that's just a little over an hour away. There's one in Springfield that's a little over, or, well, there's three or four in Springfield that's a little out. You know, I'm I'm an hour and 15 minutes away from 10 to 12 dispensaries. Yeah, uh, hell yeah. So, but most people in the rural area are not, and, that, and that's been an issue. Um, also, they don't. One thing they did in Illinois, for some reason, this is on the medical side that some people don't care about, but I do, um, is they tethered you to a one 
dispensary and you had to switch it over and then they made that easier online but you had to make wait 20 minutes so if you forgot you had to sit there for 20 minutes until they you know went to the computer and there's just no I mean, it's for them to be able to track you know seed to sell and that's you know but again you can figure out a better way to do it with yeah oh Oh, sorry about that, everybody. Some technical difficulties. Let me bring him back on. Okay. There we go. So they under, untethered the medical patients so they don't have to go. We can go anywhere we want to any medical patient, any medical dispensary. Well, there's mm -hmm. only 55 medical dispensaries, and there's no more medical dispensary licenses that are going out. These are all adult use licensing that we're getting that are, you know, the additional licenses that are out now. Um, yeah. So there's no, there's no new medical license for any of that. Um, so now for what was i talking about i got sidetracked no you're good that's 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 it that that's what you that's i mean uh well so my well i know the point is is that why why is there a medical or non-medical i should be going to, i should be able to go to any dispensary in illinois and buy medical products at medical cost first of all there i just the most absurd thing i think in the illinois cannabis industry and this actually illinois and around is when people say as if there's difference between rec cannabis and medical cannabis, and like there's a way to separate them or some, there's no fucking difference in them, people. They're, all cannabis is medical cannabis. If you're smoking it and it gets rid of your headache, that's fucking medical cannabis. Um, all cannabis yeah. is also recreational cannabis. It's both. Yeah. Um, so whatever they put, it's like, oh, we got the rec menu. And it's like, why? There's no... Every again, we talked about this early. The plant affects everybody so differently that everybody is looking for different things to ease whatever their medical conditions is. Correct. So um, the idea that you're limiting medical patients and what medical patients are really get pissed off around here is they'll look on the med menu and then they'll look on the rec menu and there'll be three times as much on the rec menu as there is on the med menu and things they want that's not on here. Um, some dispensaries will allow, they'll, you know, say, all right, we'll discount it or whatever. Some won't. Uh, yeah. so if you're stuck with one, it won't, then what, you know, it's, a, it's an issue. I don't like that. Um, I don't like, there's multiple things that they've done to medical patients here that I just have huge, huge issues with. And that's kind of, that's a, that's a problem that's got to get reversed out. That's because medical came first and there's X yes, amount of people why. that have that. And then Y amount of people have rec stuff. And the dispensaries would be losing money to discount the rec stuff that has different and greater taxes all of a sudden to sell it to the to the, the medical customer. And that problem, although may be small at first, but at scale, what the biggest dispensaries in Chicago or the biggest, most popular dispensaries in a major tourist area along the border of your state, that's a major scaled problem where they could be losing thousands and, and tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Uh, oh, yeah. potentially millions because of the, the amount of potential medical customers that could come in uh, just potentially. Right. So, but you don't base business based on the, you know, uh, on potentials and bad risk. You gotta, that they would know that, that they've got to put themselves in a better position. Thus probably saying, we, no, uh, we don't, uh, we don't have reciprocity for medical cards here. I mean, you guys have that. I know. Um, no, no, no. They, they, the medical oh, stuff doesn't even exist here technically anymore. No, no. Like, I mean, well, well, yeah. I guess you guys don't out there. It's, it's, technically, I mean, like, technically, but you know, I could take you to a little illegal trap shop over here where that shit still matters. I guess. 
Um, well, see, Missouri won't do it with this, and Michigan will. Um, so, you know, there's people here, a lot of the Canada fam who live up in, you know, northeast Illinois or whatever, will run, just drive a couple hours over to Michigan and buy bulk what they can get um, and drive it back. Um, because yeah. it's a lot cheaper, and they're not, you know, and they get different things. They like some of the products better, or cultivators over there better, um, stuff like that. Um, but we also, in Illinois, don't have anybody who has recreational any states around us, there's none that have recreational legal. Yeah, so it's so just you guys. Get every single, and that's why we have a lot of, you look on our dispensary list, there's a lot of dispensaries right on the borders because there's yeah. put there. Those towns the need that money too, though. They really need that tax money. It's going to create a nice fund to rebuild some of the infrastructure to hopefully improve some educational aspects um, and hopefully provide some scholarships to some kids, man. That would be great. Well, we're supposed to be the model for equity, and what we're doing is showing you how not to do it right. Um, <laughs> because yeah, that's, I mean, we, 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 how about you no, know, Jason? Why don't we have a different episode where we talk about maybe you, you and I can do some research into the social equity side of what's going on in uh, out, out there and over over the next few months. You know, we do have four more months of the North American Weed Tour, okay. which means that you and I are going to have to have another conversation towards the end of this, just to give us another update on Illinois. Uh, maybe we can bring on uh, some some of the local cultivator friends. You and I can maybe talk to them, ask them some questions together. It could be, could be a thing. I can definitely, and we could. Uh, we'll take this offline, but uh, I, I have other ideas. Let's do it. Well, bro, I really appreciate you being on the episode today, uh, everybody. This is episode eleven of the North American Weed Tour podcast. Today we had Jason Brown. He's the CEO, publisher, head editor of Illinois News Joint. Uh, if you guys ever have any questions, please be sure to visit IllinoisNewsJoint.com. Visit, um, visit, send them a message. They've got a contact thing there. You can always contact them on Instagram, social media. They are in all the places. They know what to do, where to be at. Uh, if you are in the Midwest, they can definitely help bring awareness to your brand. Um, they do advertising. They, do, they assist with marketing. They have some really strong partners. And Jason, do you have any other things that you want to, uh, to let the people know about your guys' company, your brand, before we get on out of here today? No, just contact us. We are friendly, open people, and we will figure out if you're in the look. Here's how I look at it: if you're in the cannabis industry, and if you're especially in Illinois' cannabis industry, and you're doing things in the right way, and if you're not look, everybody's hustling, and I love I love a good hustle. But if you're if you're doing it immorally and unethically, I'm not. <laughs> if you're doing it morally, ethically, and you're hustling, and you're in this industry, and we vibe well, we want to partner and do with everything. We feel like we're not competing against people. We want to build, help build this industry yeah. and have it as diverse as possible. So what we always say is if you are a business um, with people of color who own it, if you're a woman-owned business, um, uh, any other LGBTQ-owned business, all those things, we want to promote those as much as anything because it's not happening here in Illinois. Um, so if you are any type of those business who want to partner, who want your business to get some more light shined on them or anything like that, we are willing to do that. That's what we are trying to do. Our purpose is to form every Illinoisan and all the border state people who jump over what we have and what we do here in Illinois, um, for good or bad. So if you, you know, like it or don't like it or whatever it is, at least, you know, absolutely. Well, big shout out to you for that, man. I really appreciate that as well. Myself being, uh, half Mexican, half German. My grandma straight up out of Germany. Uh, my other grandma straight up out of Mexico. So for me, uh, I really appreciate that. It's on my honor, you know, my, my word as well. 
to maintain that, you know, anybody that reaches out to you for that kind of assistance, please be sure to pass them along to us because we're down to support as well. We want to be able to uh, bring awareness and shed light on the right kinds of people, the right entrepreneurs, the right businesses. I think it's extremely important to do business with the right kinds of people, but more importantly, you know, beyond business, just to be working and collaborating with the right kinds of teams. Um, I very much appreciate you for being on our show today. Uh, everybody, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to Respect My Region on YouTube, Twitch. Uh, we are on Instagram. We're currently deleted on the .us account, but you guys can go follow us on <laughs> respectmyregion.hiphop. Big shout out to the cannabis industry. Go follow Illinois News Joint on Instagram as well. Just search Illinois News Joint. They come up. They got a big account up there doing their thing. Most importantly, don't just follow though. Please do subscribe, watch their live streams, turn on the notifications for every time they post. And we will see you guys next time on the North American Week Tour podcast. Jason, thank you again, brother. I will see everybody here next time. JP, checking in, man. Respect my region. We're out. Peace.